0: If it's too fast or too much on your wrist, you know? No, I'm not around words, but I'm I'm having problems keeping it. Keeping what? You're having tr trouble what? The keeping it oh gotcha. Yeah, it's uh it it changes and then I'm like, okay, do I speak or which way that you Yeah. I think um Having a good consistent beat is important because the tambourine comes in so sharp and so crisp that my ear is going to latch on to you. So keep that in mind. It's going to happen. You. It's just that bass does not unless it's loud enough. That bass will not overcome you. Um, So. Sure. Yeah. You want to try that real quick, Kia? And yeah, real- yeah, we'll do like the first. Just like first verse. Any- uh, oh, okay. Yes.
1: This is the way of our
0: Is that better? What,
2: what did you guys
0: think of that? I thought it was, better. It
2: was kind of a lot better. Felt a lot better, yeah. Okay, it felt a lot better. I
0: didn't feel like I was constantly struggling to,
2: struggling to figure out where. I'm yeah, doing. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I tried to keep a steady rhythm throughout the song and not stop or do any cut time to kind of throw it off at all. So, okay. I think we'll be good. Hopefully, I'll remember. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Everybody doing this evening? Merry Christmas Eve! Merry Christmas Eve! Boy, we get to celebrate every single year, and if you think about it, every single Sunday we celebrate our Lord. And uh, well, yeah, what a wonderful time to celebrate the great humility. And uh, looking out, it it seems like we have mostly the faithful here. So, why don't we stand and sing? Oh, come all you faithful, and we'll lift our, our hearts and our voices this evening.
1: Again, oh come let us adore Him. Oh come let us adore Him. Christ the Lord. Sing choirs of angels, sing in exultation. Oh sing, all ye citizens of heaven. to God glory in the highest oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him, him Christ the Lord may more be more this happy morning, Jesus, be the Lord all all Word of the Father now in flesh be Oh come, let us adore him. Oh come, let us adore him. Oh come, let us adore. Him. Oh, come, let us adore be him, Christ, the Lord. Oh, come, let us adjourn. See Him, Christ,
2: the Lord. Amen. Please be
0: seated. Well, good evening. Good evening.
3: Good evening. Glad you're up here. We're not braving the difficult snow, or at least we've had several days in a row without it that's kind of nice well we're glad you're here tonight we're, um, we're excited to, to our this is our kind of a traditional annual thing I know people are out there I just can't see them. I mean, um, but um, we have this uh, traditional thing with the, the major scene and uh, we'll hear a, we'll sing lots of good songs here just coming up and we'll be out of breath by the time we sing them all and then um, I'll just make a few comments about what this is all about we'll sh- share the communion we, we'll break the bread and we'll pass the cup we won't be taking an offering if you're prepared and you've written a check out or anything like that you can always drop it in the little box over there but we're not going to be passing the hat around at all and then um, we'll close and uh, light the candles up and just have a great time so let's enjoy it let's let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer Lord we sure appreciate all you do for us and this is a special time of year when we have set aside a day to remember at birth <laughs> they're, they're all your days and yet uh, we set one aside to to remember that, to remember who you are and where it started in that little manger on the side of a hill somewhere in the Far East. It's just uh, amazing, the story and the timing of it all, And, and what you've done for us is incredible, and we want to honor that. So to you be the glory. Amen.
0: Yeah. Our Lord Jesus sent to the nation of Israel who rejected him, and the heart cry of uh, every believer would also be that as uh, all of mankind comes to know him, so would, so would Israel.
1: That dark shadows put to fly, Rejoice, Rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee. Spine in one the hearts of all mankind. If thou art a division, see and be thyself a king of peace. Rejoice, rejoice. In Come to thee, o rejoice, rejoice Shall come to the holy israel. We join, we join in the heavenly land. Shall come to the holy israel. Shall come to. Thee, Satan's power Shining, it is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Mm-hmm. In sin and in the piney, till we appear and the soul felt its way. for
0: thought that this little baby would turn out to be the savior of the world, except those who had that revealed to them. And so Mary, of all people, was told what this would be all about. And she treasured everything in her heart and pondered these things deeply. What child is this? What is going to happen? How is this all going to plan out? And we have the benefit of believers today to see God's plan unfold and to be revealed what is to come. What a, what a God and a Savior that he would come and step into sinful flesh in the form of a baby, humble. Man, I'm sure she was thinking, what, what kind of a child is this going to be? Yeah.
1: Child is this who laid to rest On Mary's love is sleeping Whom angels grieve with anthems wash While shepherds watch our keeping This, this is Christ the King Shepherds, God and angels, taste Hail, to bring to light the baby, the son of Mary. My see such me is still where art and I see, the silent is bleeding. Man's spear shall pierce and through the cross he bore for me, the flesh, the day the of. And we're a King To all of The King of King, Salvation brings The flooding hearts And flow Raise, raise the song On high The virgin sings Her love. Joy, joy for Christ is born, the baby, the son of Mary. Praise, raise the song of love, the virgin sings a lullaby. Joy, joy for Christ is born, the baby, the son of Mary. have waited for you he will not leave us in the dark, he will bear our weight, he will wear our shame, come lift in high, behold the Savior Jesus Christ, law of love and life, come lift in high. Behold the Savior Hail, O Praise of every angel Shepherds bowing low Sweet humility Mercy as a baby God and flesh and bone here is the promise we have waited for He will not leave us in the dark. He will wear our weight He will wear our shame Come, lift Him high Behold the Savior, Jesus Christ God love and life Come, lift Him high Behold the Savior Behold the Savior Emmanuel 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 You is the promise we have waited for he will not leave us in the dark He is the promise we have made for The cry and His searching heart He will bear our weight He will wear our shame Come lift Him high Behold the Savior your Jesus God, love and light. Come, lift him high, behold the Savior. Come, lift him high, behold the Savior. Come, lift him high, behold the Savior.
0: Please be seated.
3: you know we uh, we've done this for many many years and still holds its symbolism high this simple manger drama it just stands to remind us that the baby jesus was born to die A long, long time ago, as described in the Old Testament, particularly in the book of Exodus, the nation of Israel was under bondage to Egypt. And they were looking for someone to get them out. Moses had some trouble. was had left Egypt and was out in the fields and tending his sheep, and he saw a bush burning. And he went to it. And the bush was on fire but not being consumed. And then he heard a voice tell him to take his sandals off because of where he was standing was holy ground. And it was the Lord talking to Moses and telling Moses he was going to lead his people out of Egypt. And during the course of several conversations back and forth, we have recorded for us Moses' reluctance, but he went ahead and obeyed the Lord and he made one statement to the Lord. He says, I, if I go back to these people and I tell them you have sent me to lead them out, I don't know what your name is. And the Lord from the bush. He said, I am who I am. Tell them I am has sent you. I am, simple words, but it's Translated, it means self sufficient one. I am. And that name was so sacred that the uh, Israelites put it together in, in a certain way to be careful not to disrespect the name of God and called him Yahweh. And I tell you that because the, in the book of John, there are multiple places where the Lord Jesus calls himself the I am. You know, um, in John six, he says, "I am the bread of life." He talks about the manna in the wilderness coming down from heaven, and he says that even though it came down from heaven, men ate it, but they they died. He says, "I'm the bread of life. You partake of this bread, and you will never die." And he said, "I am the door or the gate." This is this little baby. I am the door or the gate. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. He's the only one that we can truly expect to protect us. He said, I am the good shepherd. And you have to understand that the people that he was saying these things to knew exactly what these words meant and exactly what Jesus, the Nazarite, from Nazareth, what he was saying and who he was claiming to be. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep, and we know that to be the case. There was a time when Lazarus, a friend of his, died. Mary and Martha, his sisters, sent for Jesus before he died, hoping that he would get there and save Lazarus from death. But the Lord waited Lazarus died. And as he was approaching, Martha said, if you would have only been here, you would still be alive. And he says, I am the resurrection and the life. And Martha said, I know there will be a resurrection, but he says, no. He says, anybody who believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And he asked her that question, and she said, yeah, I believe you. And then there's one of my favorites. Jesus says to the group that's with him, he says, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places and I go and I prepare one for you. And if it wasn't this way, I would tell you. But I go and prepare a place for you so that where I am, you may be also. And the disciples said, we're not sure where, how do we know the way to where we want to go? And Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father but through me Jesus is not one among many gods that we can get to our heavenly father he is the only way the only way he says again I am the vine you are the branches he who abides in me and I in him he will bear much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing Jesus here asserting his power over all things and then there's this one he says I am the light of the world he who follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life you know I thought about that as Jesus was talking about light and I thought about during the creation Genesis 1 I think it's verse 3 Jesus, who is the creator, the sustainer, and the architect of the creation, says, Let there be light. And there was light. That's an amazing power. And this little baby kind of grows up into a man, and he's about 30 years old, and he kind of bursts on the scene to do the will of his heavenly Father. And Jesus made it very clear to his disciples and to anyone who was privileged enough to hear him speak He wanted people to know that he was more than a healer or a teacher or a person with infinite wisdom that we should try to mimic or copy his behavior. All four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, portray Jesus as God in the flesh. He's the fulfillment of so many prophecies. And he is the promised Messiah, the Christ, the Anointed One, who would deliver his people? You know, many saw him when he was in his ministry years, the short time that he did. They saw him as the one who would free them from the Roman oppression, from the harsh rules of Caesar and Herod. Jesus was clearly here to free his people, but not in the way that they thought. There was a far greater bondage that had eternal consequences that, that held on to them it, it's the bondage of sin and the assurance of certain punishment and judgment and that ushered into this world that we live in that was so beautifully created chaos you know the world feels it as well it's a dark place Isaiah makes this striking statement. I think about this often in our life and times right now. This verse rings in my mind because I am seeing it played out over and over. Isaiah 5, long time, wrote this. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Those who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness. Who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Woe to those who are heroes in drinking wine and valiant men in mixing strong drink. And I think about the world that Jesus came to save. I think of the fate of the unborn. You know the the story. And I think about the core family values that God has established for the raising of children and the community and how different it is now and the struggle with even gender identity I remember the powerful God who created created people he created after his own image male and female he created them so the world is dark you guys dark you know Romans 8 talks about the creation is groaning and suffering under the pains of childbirth it wants to be free from this muck of sin we have and then on top of that we when things don't go the way we think they should we blame God We blame God's plan not it's quite as good as we want it to be but the reality is that we have no one to blame but ourselves you know, we might think back and blame Adam and Eve for uh, falling for the temptation of the devil. Or, you know, I just wonder what we would have done anything different. Well, Have we done anything different with the choices that we have today? You know, when God gave us volition, which is the ability to choose, just, just as a side note, God did not give us free will. He gave us the ability to choose to choose to obey Him, to choose not to obey Him. It's like having a fenced yard and you send your kids out to play. You tell them, go play anywhere you want in the yard. They're free to do what they want in the yard, but they're not allowed to go over the fence. God said, we're allowed to do all of these things except disobey Him. You know, we can't will the rain to come or the rain to go But we can choose to stay in the rain and get wet or go in the house and stay dry. We can't will a relationship with God on our terms. But we can choose to obey him and have faith in him. You know, knowing us as people, it's not much of a stretch to see that we fail just like the devil did. We fail in the area of pride and arrogance And a large ego, and we reject the love, the mercy, the grace offered by God. The bottom line is that we often decide that we know what's best for us, better than the one who created us. And that same ego keeps us stuck in the mud. Kind of my idea of the sinfulness of mankind, the wickedness stuck in the mud. And our future is placed in our own hands when it's clear who has the power over life and death you know sometimes we cry out give us a sign just like the people when Jesus was on the earth that little baby grew up and was talking to these people and they said tell us plainly who you are and Jesus told them by many signs and many miracles who he was and he told us plainly that those who come to Jesus must come by faith in his finished work. Hebrews 11 says this, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of those who seek him. You know, sometimes our pride doesn't let us admit that we're not strong enough or smart enough to get out of the mess we're in. And in our ego doesn't let us call out for help. Just remember that God is a holy being. He cannot, by his own standard, tolerate sin or wickedness in his presence. We cannot, by our own will, come into the presence of heaven. Our condition is a dark and sinful behavior. And whether there are really grievous sins or simple sins if there is such a thing they're all just our choice to disobey God we've all sinned and fall short to the glory of God says this in Romans and our condition before God should be clear in Genesis chapter 6 the world was going down pretty fast a long time ago just prior to the flood if you remember God told Noah to, to build an ark told him all about it and he said this of the people the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. You know, I um, I don't want this to be a downer message. I just want to make sure we understand that little baby was the light of the world, and all this darkness that we have around us is real. Are you in a spot in your life where you're ready to use your ability to choose? To use that ability in the most productive way? Do, do you see that you're walking in darkness and in need of a little light? You know, at that point, the light of Jesus is amazingly bright. Short story I wanted to share with you about. Many years back, I was hunting on Kodiak Island with two of my friends we were in a place called Terror Bay if you've ever been to Kodiak you know that those, those are appropriate names for that place, it's, it's a rough place first day we hunted we all went up side of a mountain and came back down and spent the night and it was over our Thanksgiving week we had mountain house chicken or turkey tetrazzini it didn't have a turkey but we, um, we decided the next day that my two buddies were going to go up the hill back where we were and I was going to hunt along the beach up to this one nice looking little corner that was back there. So we set out, had our lunches. It was just, just barely getting light and the way we went. And I had a Zodiac there and I got in the Zodiac and I went about a mile down the beach and I parked it alongside this really beautiful creek coming down. And uh, I started walking up the hill and I was about three quarters of a mile from the, from the Zodiac when I saw a big beautiful buck I put a stalk on it and got close enough that I could get a shot, and I dispatched it. And I realized that even though it was only a couple hundred yards away from me, there was this huge chasm between us. I took a deep breath because it was already later in the day, and I knew I took my GPS, and I marked the spot across from the creek, and I went back down the, the mountain, and I got to the Zodiac, and I untied it, and I only had to go about 50 feet around the mouth of the creek, tied it up on the other side, and back up the mountain I went. And I was able to find the, the deer, and it was too big for me to carry down in one load. And it's getting darker and darker. So I uh, field-dressed the deer, and I packed what I could on the first trip. It took forever. Went back up and packed the rest of it back the Zodiac. My headlamp battery was all but gone and I got in the boat and it was dark and it was drizzling rain it was cloudy and it was cold so I, uh, I fired up the motor on the Zodiac and I drifted off ashore a little bit And I, as I began to try to focus on where the shore was and the rocks that were sticking up out of the water I was just idling, looking just a couple feet in front of me to find a, a safe path. I had a point I could go to on my GPS, but I felt really alone and scared. And as I was just offshore, I'm putting along maybe 10 or 15 minutes, just trying not to hit something that's going to tear the boat, I look up and way, way off in the distance is a tiny speck of light speck of light. And I thought, that's where camp is. I know those guys. And I just steered the boat nice and slow and I just put that light out in front of me and I just moved closer and closer. And as I got closer, the light got brighter and brighter and brighter and until I got there and I could see my two buddies yelling and screaming at me, Are you okay? And they they grabbed the, the boat, and they drug it up, and I was cold and wet, and I thought they were going to help me out of the boat, and they went, whoa, and they grabbed the deer and brought the deer out. You know, I, I tell you that story because it's amazing how the darkness can overcome you, make you scared, lonely, cold, and wet. And yet when you see that light of Christ, that light that he puts out in front of us, it gets brighter and brighter and brighter as you get closer and closer and closer to him. And you're safe. You're safe when that happens. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus says, I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness the reason we don't want to remain in darkness because darkness is where the deeds of evil are done. They're not done in the daylight. They're done in the the darkness. And, And let me tell you, it's easy to come to the light. It really is. You see it, you focus on it, and you steadily move towards that. I'll never forget that night in Kodiak. How important that light was to me. The light of Jesus Christ is available today for those who are hearing this message. Probably a good portion of you already know the Lord. You know the light. You experience the light. You live your life in light of it. But there may be some of you who aren't. And this is an important thing. It's probably the most important thing in our life. Those of you who may be weary of the darkness... And of the wickedness of the world, and your own wickedness as well, Jesus offers the light that will never be extinguished or dimmed. And all you have to do is ask him to give you that light. It seems so simple. It's free. It's free for you to be free from your sins, and to follow him as Lord and Savior on this day and every day forward. You know, Romans 10 says it so clearly if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for while with the heart a person believes resulting in righteousness and with the mouth he confesses resulting in salvation I uh, I knew about the Lord for many, many years. And I came kicking and screaming when I recognized the truth. I didn't want it. I wanted to continue the lifestyle I had. But the Lord called me and drug me in. And I'll tell you, this verse is pretty special. 2 Corinthians 6 says this. This is the Lord speaking. It's a quote from the Old Testament. At the acceptable time, I listened to you. And on the day of salvation, I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. We are not promised another breath. Today is the day of salvation. Avoid the eternal darkness of judgment that awaits all who reject the only light that he will ever provide us. That light is Jesus, the Christ, that little baby that we celebrate the birth. It was born to die. This little baby was born. He was protected and nurtured by God. As a young man, he clearly stated that he was God in the flesh, and he was here to provide redemption for our sins, to pay the cost that we are unable to pay. And by faith we come. If we believe his message, his birth, his death, his resurrection, we recognize our dangerous condition that we're in, in the darkness. And I remember that night in that boat. I was in a dangerous place in that dark. If you have a desire to turn from your sins, to repent, that's that's all that means is change your mind about the things you do. Look for something better to do. And ask for and receive his forgiveness. Recognize Jesus as Lord of your life. And you will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from the punishment. The place that's been prepared for the devil and his angels. That we will be cast into if we reject. With full knowledge of who God is. Don't let that opportunity pass you by. And and I can tell you. When you are in the light and you know that you are saved and you have that great confidence in the Creator God, your life gets, I think I'm going to say better, I'm sure. Your life gets interesting because you begin to see what's out there. You begin to see the truth and the lie, and life can get pretty tough. But the sufferings that we have of this age, the things that we have to do, the things that we have to endure, are nothing in comparison to what we have waiting for us in the glory of heaven with the creator God for all eternity where our backs won't ache and our heads won't pound and our bellies won't groan and grumble. All because that little baby, God in the flesh, was born, grew up, Told the story, called people in, showed them the way of salvation, died on the cross. You know, whether you accept that forgiveness or not is up to you. But Jesus has done the work. The work is done. The work is done. It's a free gift. You know, I think probably everybody in this room, either yesterday or today or tomorrow, received a gift from someone. Right? Anybody get a gift? Uh, I'm I'm assuming everybody's raising their hand because I can't see it. But well, my guess is everybody's received some kind of a gift. How many of you gave the gifts back and said, you don't want to? It"? It's kind of silly, isn't it? Jesus said, here's the best gift you could ever give anybody. I forgive your sins and you're not guilty of them anymore. And we say, no, thanks, appreciate it, but that's okay. We say, no, I'll take that and trust that he's true. We're going to take a couple minutes now and we're going to remember the Lord. Kind of a different time, a little different than this is what we do every Sunday. Um, that very baby grew up and instructed us to do this. With great wisdom, he said, do this in remembrance of me. Because he knows we are our forgetful people. He knows it's we're distracted. Oh, look, something shiny. So quickly, we can be distracted. So he told us to do this in remembrance of him and he didn't tell us to do it once a week he just said as often as you do it remember me and seems a good thing to do for us each week well since we won't be meeting tomorrow at our normal regular service we're going to remember the Lord remember this little baby and there's a lifespan of eternity between there and there and the benefit that we have because of this and because of that, we are blessed people to be called by Jesus, to be what would it would have been like to sit on the side of a hill and listen to him speak in the conviction of your heart and the, and the knowledge, knowing that all we had to do was say, I believe, and he'd be saved. Yeah. Someone once told me it's too easy. There's got to be more to it than that. There was a lot more to it than that getting of the gift took a lot on God's behalf receiving the gift for us just takes belief So, so sad so sad but the night in which the Lord was betrayed is what the writer of the gospels and the epistles tell us Thursday night before Friday when Jesus was hung on the cross He says that he was with his disciples, his his apostles, the Twelve, and one Judas Iscariot got up and left and for 30 pieces of silver betrayed the Lord. Part of God's plan. Hard to understand and reconcile in our minds. Spend that three years or so with the Lord and then sell them for $30, 30 pieces of coin. But in that time, Jesus said, You break this bread, pass it around, it's going to symbolize my body broken for you. That was the beginning of the work of salvation, the real work of salvation. This was the culmination. A few days later, for us, a few months later, we'll be celebrating the resurrection, the stamp of approval by God that the work was finished. So he said, Take this bread break it and remember this as my body broken for you do this in remembrance of me someone ask the guys to come up and break the loaf and pass it around you're free to eat it as, as you go and then we'll talk about the cup The, uh, the Bible tells us that the Lord took the cup like the bread. He took the cup, he passed it around and said, um, Take this, drink. This is my blood, represents my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. <clears throat> and it also represents a new covenant between God and mankind. The old covenant back in the Moses days, they were required to sacrifice many, many animals to cover over the sin. A lot of blood was shed. And now this new covenant with the laws of God written on our heart, on a soft heart, capable of doing good in the power of the Lord. He is the vine, we are the branches. This, this represents a new covenant, a new covenant where the blood of Christ, which was higher value than any animals ever, any quantity of animals ever, by one man shedding of his blood, our sins have been forgiven. He came to take away the sin of the world so we had free access to him. So as we take this cup, as we pass it around, think about the blood that was shed on your behalf to make it so easy for us to fall in love with God and be with him forever. Thank you, Lord, so much for doing this for us. Amen.
1: Wake at the sun, glory stream from heaven afar, heavenly hosts sing hallelujah, Christ the Savior is born. The Savior is born Silent night Holy night Son of God love's pure light Radiant beams From thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace Jesus, Lord, if I oh, Jesus, Lord, at Thy birth Jesus, Lord, Thy birth Oh, oh.
3: You're dismissed.